0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're kind of at the end of Game Week 3 here, and Jake and I are together again. Hashtag together forever. So, no, no, don't talk. It's my intro, Jake. Anyways, we're here together. Uh, The week is almost over. We're actually at halftime of the Spurs-Newcastle game. Again, Spurs, monotonous and boring to watch. Uh, almost con- considering flipping on the other match, but Jake's here and ready to go. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Excited. You know, it seems like we've been having these in-person pods a lot lately. What I don't like is that you just tried to interrupt me during the uh, during my intro. It's like my one kind of shining moment in the pod, and you get the end, right? I let you have the end, but then why are you trying to take the intro now, too?
1: I, I don't know. I-, I wasn't trying to take the intro from you,
0: but it just happened yeah what's a little frustrating though is is we kind of have that sorted out and you've had like a few good game weeks in a row and suddenly you think that the pod is yours to do with what you'd like yeah that's what kind of what i was thinking well it's pissing me off okay okay well let's get into the pod then uh mark asked right away how was jake's road trip to marco did he sing along to 24 uh to 24 hours to tulsa the whole way well you flew on a plane right
1: Uh, i did fly on a plane
0: um you know had my seat kicked a lot Uh, Screaming babies, the usual, really pleasant flight. Yeah. Well, we're happy that you were able to come. Jake got in on Wednesday. It's Sunday now, so it's his last day of the trip. He and his wife are heading out. Uh, but we thought we'd we'd record a podcast and that's why we're recording it before kind of the end of the game week here. Um, things aren't updated yet. It's not all closed out, but we thought this would be a good time to just get the, the podcast in and uh, and get going with the next game week as well because this game week was just kind of average for both of us, uh, not necessarily bad, but kind of but average certainly. Um, and I think that it kind of gets us into the question that a lot of managers are thinking right now, Jake, and that's the question of wild cards. Um, we've talked, In this preseason and in the first couple game weeks even a little bit about about wild cards and when the appropriate time to to do them is but i think that maybe we should get in a little bit in a little bit more deep here about when the best time to wild card is and we have two questions write-ins that people asked kind of on the same topic so the first one's from emma thoughts on wild card timing Uh, we can see advantages to moving now but what are the advantages uh, of waiting until week eight or later and adrian farouk wrote in "Uh, individual situations aside how long should we wait before considering the wild card. Um, for example, he says, how long until we have enough data to be confident in our uh, projections? So I think that they're both really good questions and it is quite challenging uh, to know the the perfect answer. But I think uh, Farouk had said all individual situations aside, right? So let's talk about that. What is the amount of data that you feel as a manager, Jake, that you need before you can go ahead and and make a move and play that wild card?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think three game weeks is starting to get to the point where I feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, Teams are starting to roll more with the same formations. Uh, Now, you know, players are getting back into it that have been suspended like Sun. So we're getting to watch him play today. Um, But again, it's still only three game weeks. The, The more, the better. And obviously, things like, uh, you know, champion, Champions League and Europa League will always make things a little bit tricky. And then after, what is it, game week four that they have? Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, international games, which can always change things with a lot of injuries and stuff. So, three or four game weeks is kind of where I would say, yes, that's good enough for me. Um, and then that also gives you the benefit of making an early switch with your wild card. So, hopefully... You know, you don't want to hold on to it too long either.
0: Right. And the, the trouble is, of course, if you just didn't pick great players at the start of the season, kind of like myself, I'm starting to look at my team and say, holding my wild card from more information is very important, but it's kind of this risk reward, right? This is the entire FPL game, right? I want more information, but I also don't want to wait so long that I've dug myself a hole that even with a good team, I'm not going to be able to get out of it. So that is definitely a concern for me. Um, I normally would say about four weeks for myself. Like I need four weeks of seeing things before I would feel comfortable making that move. Uh, But it's a tough one. And I think the second part of that that Emma asks is, you know, what what are the advantages of waiting until week eight or later? And I think that, you know, at some point, we have enough information. Like it's diminishing returns, right? Like if we wait too long, you're not getting the benefit of jumping on players that you need to be on in a certain week. And I mean, is is eight too long if your team's not in great shape? Or is there an advantage to holding till really late in the season? So there's a question later in the podcast about Liverpool possibly having like a double up with their European fixtures towards and around Christmas time. You know, would you want to hold a wild card till then and, and kind of shift a team around to make that work? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on how that goes back more to how your individual team's doing so if you're really struggling no you don't want to wait that long but if you're doing well um you're meeting the goals that you're achieving or you're in like the top you know 10k like definitely i would say hold don't don't waste it just because everyone else is doing it Hmm. that's my thought on it that's my personal take
0: um adrian also asked second part of his question was how is jake handling his his FPL success, and has it gone to his head? I think we've established that's a yes.
1: No, that's definitely not true. A
0: direct uh, quote of you this morning, okay, when you were talking about FPL, about how bad <laughs> things are going, and I was like, well, you're doing better than me. And he's like, I want people to say Marco's the dumb one this year. That's what you said. That is what I said. But it's only because,
1: uh, you know, everyone tends to make fun of me. And even at this weekend where uh, all the guys got together, it's like, oh, everybody make fun of Jake, you know? So, right. once in a while, I just, just have to assert my uh, my intelligence you know and just let everyone know
0: assert your intelligence yeah yeah
1: it's there it's there guys trust Mm. me
0: i'm gonna assert you as an idiot (laughs)
1: how about that idiot uh i mean we'll see it's early i'm excited uh i already broke a lot of rules um but we'll talk about that later
0: yeah well i guess we can kind of get in we're not going to go into like leaderboards and things this week just because things haven't even closed out on the second day of games here and there's uh well, third day of games now right because we had friday games so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of movement to take place um but we should talk a little bit about how our personal teams just kind of have performed thus far uh, there's technically only an, another 45 minutes of two matches to be played so let's take a look at those jake how did your team do and kind of where are you at right now uh for for game week three yeah, currently I'm sitting at uh, 50
1: points, exactly. Oh, I just saw the
0: Barnes goal. Just saw the highlight of the Barnes goal. That was a screamer. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a screamer. Yeah, go fuck
0: yourself, Jake. You're welcome. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, <God>. so, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sitting at 50 points. I have Pope still in play, who's, you know, knock on wood, I won't say it, but... Uh, and then I have Jota going against uh, Pope. So, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Captain Raz, I... <sighs> I had it on Salah for the previous two or three days. I started with Sterling, had it on Salah after reading some interesting stuff about how he dominates Arsenal. I don't have any rules about not captaining against Arsenal because I know their defense is bad. And then I switched it. I just got scared. Um, I mean, I'm glad they both returned. So those were my my two big hitters. Sterling with 14 uh, with the armband and then Salah with 15. De Bruyne and Martial both got me assists as well as Van Dyke and my back line, again, atrocious. I just wish I could have got like one clean sheet, but I guess I still have a chance with Pope.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so how many total points did you say? Sitting on 50 50. right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So then for me, I'm on a total of 45 right now uh, and very similar returns to Jake. So I had returns from Sterling, who was my captain, Salah and De Bruyne. Uh, and then I played with a back five this week and the most points any of them got me was two. So that's pretty frustrating. Uh, and, and all in all a pretty rough game week, but I mean, not atrocious, right? Just cause I had like two of the big heavy hitters play and I got my captain mostly correct with Sterling. So, um, better i feel better than i did last week but still not good i have lucas mora playing right now and i have pope playing right now so we'll see kind of how that plays out or if i'm happy by the end of this podcast right um, yeah that could still turn out well for you yeah you never know maybe you get a, get a return between the two of them that would be pretty solid and maybe both yeah i don't like the way you said that it's kind of a sarcastic maybe both so uh anyways so yeah week went okay. Um, I'm going to pull up the uh, the Slack community team, and, and it's in kind of the same situation, the Slack community team. Um, let's see here. Da, da, da. Okay, the Slack community team uh, still has some guys playing. Pope is still out there right now, uh, but the team did quite well. 58 total points, um, pretty good game week. Uh, put the captain ban on Sterling, uh, which was pretty solid, but brought in early this week, got... Uh, puky into the into the fray and he returned um, similar situation to what my team had with a back line that uh, didn't return anything but still have colin wilson and martial as well with returns so the team's doing quite well it's, it's really um, it's really quite interesting how how well it's performing so solid team uh, again if you want to be involved in that team you can join our slack um, you can you can join our Uh, Patreon, and you can get into our Slack team, and uh, Gaz has been running a lot of that, and he's doing an awesome job, so thanks again, Gaz. Um, Yeah, let's keep rolling then. Um, We've got a couple questions just kind of that focused on the game week, Jake, and uh, the game week's not done, but there's still some things to talk about. So a fantasy phenom wrote a question that I thought that was interesting. He said, is this a year where there isn't going to be a a template? There seem to be an abundance of options and strategies that might work an abundance of cheap mids and strikers combined with an abundance of premiums. Is this going to be the best FPL season ever? Well, let's start with the first part of that, Uh, a year where there's not going to be a template. I don't really know exactly how to answer that. I will say that there's a variety of players at multiple levels of the pitch that are putting returns in. So, I mean, last year it was It was pretty clear cut. There were like 11, 12, well, maybe 14 players that were returning consistently to start the year. And everybody did try to get those players into their team. You couldn't obviously have every one, but, you know, you could get nine of them in and then some bench fodder or whatever, or 10 of them in. Um, This year, it seems like most of the places you look, you can get some good players uh, as long as you spread your funds around correctly.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, It's still very early and things haven't completely settled. (sighs) I think there's still going to be like a couple templates. The one thing I will say that I usually like to do, and I haven't done this yet. It's a little it was a little bit early, but I think after game week three again or game week four, I tend to do this is look at the top like 50, 100 sides and see what players they tend to have more. Um, That's always something that's very useful to me and. That's hard, too, because if you copy their team exactly, you know, you're never going to catch most of them. But, you know, you bring in one or two different players to see if you can pick up some some points where you're behind. But that gives me a lot of information on what the actual template is, because sometimes you're like, oh, I think I have template or maybe I should strive for this template, but then you look at the top players in the game and their team's a little bit different. So that that's something I need to do and kind of get back to Phenom's question
0: later. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't know that it'll be a year that no template develops. We've talked in the past a lot about template teams and how, you know, there's there's some benefit to being in the players that everyone else has. The reason that they're selected is because they're performing quite well, most of the time, right? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting this year because there's just a lot of different ways to have built your team. Um, some people went with three premiums this year and have found a lot of success early in the year. Uh, some people have gone like Jake and myself with no premium strikers and are still doing okay with the premium midfield players. A lot of teams went heavy at the back and that hasn't necessarily paid off the, in the way that we thought it was going to. But that said... Uh, the the fixtures are coming for those teams. The opportunities are coming for heavy at the back to continue to return. Um, and so I, I do think that there's going to be kind of a swing back in that direction too. So it's really interesting. I guess my advice about this idea of forming a template team would be to be careful with the whole chasing of points thing. Um, I, I know that that's maybe it doesn't sound like great advice with Pukaki, right? Like people went and chased that and then were rewarded for it. So good job by those folks. Um, but uh but yeah, I think that what's going to happen here is because points are coming from a lot of different different places this year, uh, it's going to be a bit challenging to figure out, right? Like what's the best team to settle on or the best shape to have in your team to make sure that you're getting points? I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't know the exact answer to the question yet. I'm just saying, I think that it's a, a question that a lot of managers are going to have to answer.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It, it's a good question. I think I agree with you. I'm going to be doing my homework on that a lot this week. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm going to be spending my flight time back while ch- children are kicking me and things.
0: Yeah. So well, we all appreciate that. Uh, that those They're are like not, those ch- are good kids. They're good, good kids. kids. They're just good kids, Jake. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. So is this going to be the best FPL season ever? Is uh, Phenom's second part to that question? You know, I don't. I don't know if that's the case. Um, I'm not having a great start to the year, but I will say um, it's kind of interesting. This year for me. I mean, I'm normally a bit neurotic and like crazy about FPL. Like I spend a lot of time and this year it's just been insane, like with moving and new jobs and things like that. Um, I'm actually kind of enjoying like stepping back from it a little bit. I mean, obviously I wish I was having a little more success, but I... I will say that not being so absorbed in it actually has made my weekends a lot more fun. Like I'm not, my weekends aren't getting ruined by like performances of players and I'm able to focus on some other things and still enjoy like FPL and watching the games. And, you know, I'm sure that like it'll swing back a bit for me, right? And I'll I'll have some more, some more uh, success and I'll continue to have fun with it. But maybe it will be, Jake, the best FPL season ever.
1: Yeah, it's TBD, to be determined, as we say in America, Maybe England. Too. Nobody says that okay, except you. Know.
0: TBD. Yeah. TBD.
1: No. Okay.
0: Don't. right. Don't use stupid things like that on our <laughs> podcast. I'm going to have to edit that out now. Okay. I think we should keep it, but whatever. No, it's a lot of time for me to edit that, that kind of stupid stuff out. I don't think it's stupid. Why is everything I do stupid? TBD. Okay. You know, <laughs> TBD, big guy. I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, ben asked a good question, and this is important, Jake. Um if my wife is 78K in the world, which is pretty good at the start of the year, mm-hmm. and I'm at 2.8 million in the world, should I stop giving her advice that I'm not taking? <laughs> it's a good question.
1: I, th- I think I would answer it as you, maybe you should take your own advice.
0: I, I'm going to answer it as you should begin to sabotage your wife's team. That's what That's what I'm going to say. I Figure out the password, get on there, take a minus 80, and then be like, oh, yeah, you didn't know how the game worked, babe? Like, oh, no, oops. <laughs> you know, Obviously, she knows how the game works. She's 78K in the Yeah, world. she's
1: doing better than both of us. Yeah. So, we're going to probably also ask her to be on our pod soon. <laughs>
0: she should start it. They should start a pod. Yeah. The two of them. Two of them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a pod in the FPL community, why are you even in the FPL community? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Uh, ben, sabotage your wife's team. Don't tell her I said that. Ben's wife. Hit us up. We'd love to have you on the, on the podcast. I'm looking for a new co-host uh, in the next couple of weeks, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Mark asked a really good question uh, and said, was game week three a victory for patience? So last week, Mark asked a question, and he said, we kind of got, he's, he just mentioned, we kind of got burned by playing the patient game, right? By sitting back and waiting for things to come about. And, and um, it was a good, I mean, it's a good point because you and I, Jake, we preach a lot of patience, especially me. You aren't necessarily that patient of a player. You don't practice what you preach because you're a liar. Um, but Mark just highlighted it. And actually, a lot of podcasts were kind of on the same boat saying, just just wait. It'll come good. It'll come good. Well, it certainly didn't come good with the back line again this week. Yeah. Um, so let's answer Mark's question. Um, was game week three, a victory for patients? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to say no
1: as well. Yeah. I mean, the back line, the, the Liverpool giving up another goal really hurt, you know, Manchester city, not keeping it clean. I know not a lot of people had them. Um, but it, usually at least one defender. Yeah. Uh, Pugaki scoring again. <laughs> yeah, and an assist. It's not even just one return for him. Um that that hurts me because I keep waiting for him to not do anything. So uh about the only thing that I feel like was good to be patient on was Salah. Keeping him, and I thought we all talked about that. That's ridiculous. Um, he's a great player. He has a really high XG XA. Why would you get rid of him when he's going to be going up against? I know it's Arsenal, but we know Arsenal's defense is trash. Um, that's about the only thing that I would say. Yeah, you should have exercised more patience on.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think you're completely right. Actually, uh, it's interesting because like kind of the general. Like the, the general rule of advice in FPL is that patience is important and that guys will come good eventually. And most of us always, I mean, this is kind of like common uh, approach for a lot of managers is not to chase points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt like the Bukaki thing was chasing points. And yet those managers have been rewarded yet again mm-hmm. for doing that. Uh, so it's a, it feels a little different this year. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm going to completely change my approach. I think it's just a, a really good example of how, um, how, what's the word, how turbulent maybe the FPL environment is and how quickly the, the kind of approach to the game or like the rules of the game can kind of change for, for a manager and for, for players in general. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good question, Mark. And I think the answer is no. Uh, I think once again, patience has not prevailed. Um, I, I'm going to continue to preach it. I mean, I really do think like the back lines are going to come good. I, I think that players are going are gonna to have opportunities to score. A lot of these guys that we've been saying are going to get opportunities or are going to score, have been getting those opportunities. They just haven't been scoring. So um, yeah, I think it's a good question. Um, hopefully it, it comes about for us at some point here. Um, all right moving forward Patty said last week was the first time I made transfers without listening to the pod first it didn't go so well is there anywhere you consult every week without fail that's a good that's a good question so we talked last week I don't know remember who asked the question but someone asked a question about what are the it might have been Matt Hall or Matthew Halliday, I mean, um, I uh, had said what are the stats you use every single week and we talked a little bit about, xg and xa Uh, we talked a little bit about shots shots on target heat maps touches in the box chances created right a lot of different stats that um, are interesting and honestly this year i think it's one of the reasons i have struggled a little little bit is because i haven't been as statistical in my evaluation of uh, the player selection that i'm going with and part of that is honestly a time issue you really need to have time um so maybe we should talk jake a little bit about Some of the sources of that data, like where we get some of those pieces of information. I know we mentioned a few last week. Um, but yeah, what are, and we, oh, we also talked last week a little bit about our process, right? So maybe, maybe Patty needs to go back and listen to that pod as well.
1: You should have listened more, but um, we're making his transfers.
0: Yeah. But where, um, but where are the places that you look every week? Are there like Twitter accounts you look at or, um, Yeah, so that you can find that information.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I can give you a couple again. Uh, Understat is a big one that I use. Uh, It just gives you, you know, XG and uh, XA, which is, again, goals and assists for new listeners to the pod. Hopefully, we have some new listeners. It just is predicting, you know... it. it you always explain it more clearly than I do, but if a player's in a certain situation and he takes a shot, they try to determine how many times a, a Premier League player would score from that position. So if it's a very far out shot, but yet it goes in, you know, even though they score it, that's, they get a goal, obviously, but their XG would be low. Um, so you don't, Necessarily want those players. Um, and you don't want to flock to those players because it, it's kind of a trap, as Admiral Akbar says. He famously quoted famously that. Famously quoted that. Yeah. He was talking about XG and XA. Yeah. And I think people just didn't know because they thought it had to do with galaxies and things. Yeah. Um, I also like to really look at fixtures. This is my third year doing this more seriously, and I've just determined it's like that makes a huge difference Um, because if you have a guy who had a low XGXA against Manchester city, like, okay, but that's the best team in the league. And you're not going to do that much against them usually. So if they have a run of West Ham, um, Bournemouth and, and like Watford, it's like, yeah, I'm going to strongly consider them uh, for the next few weeks to come. I also like to look at FPL Sala on Twitter. Shout him. Yeah. He he does a really good job of putting together the percentages of, uh, you know, defenders who are likely to get returns um, and then players who are likely to get returns and then heat maps too. the heat maps. I have to search a little bit more. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, so it's Opta, right? Does the heat maps, but you can't always access all of them. Um, It's A lot of that's like paid. So uh, some folks on Twitter have access to them and they'll share them out. I think that sometimes you can just like search it within Twitter. Twitter is just a great, I mean, in terms of like places to start, it's a really good place to start for some information. It can be um, a little bit of overload, you know, in terms of a lot of noise, right? A lot of noise on Twitter. So um, I think those are good places. Um, FPL Analytics is pretty good um odds on fpl also does bookie odds just like um fpl sala Um, i do like using fantasy football fix once in a while they've got some stats um fantasy football scout if you're a member has really good statistics that we like Mm -hmm. to consult jake already said under understat and i like fpl connect as well fpl connect does like a presser roundup that's a little bit more detailed um fpl Sala does like a fast version of it online Mm -hmm. that if you just need to see it quick but connect will do one with a little bit more um, information about the players so i know that that was like a lot of stuff but honestly i think that you know that his question was is there anywhere you consult every week without fail um to get that down for you i would say i look at like the quick version of what fpl sala publishes every week i read the article that fpl connect publishes every week uh, and then i go back and use like Fantasy Football Scout, Fantasy Football Fix, to look at some of those stats, um, the XG shots, touches in the box, chances created, to really look at players. Um, so, yeah, that's about kind of where I'm at with data collection. Is that all of them, I think? I think that's all of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jake's Mistakes. You have to have... He made some mistakes and he's got a bad beard and it's really itchy and he smells kind of bad and he keeps farting by me. Jake's mistakes. The, most of those aren't
1: true. I'm just going to let people uh, know. The beard? The beard is true. I should have told average you. you to average to blow average. Well, that's not true. The itchy. Itchiness. Yes. Itchy. I should have told you that. And comedy. you smell like farts. I have not farted next to you today. <laughs>
0: it smells like you farted. And it's probably because you farted on me when I was sleeping. Oh. Huh? Sick. Nothing weird about that. Just two yeah. dudes <laughs> farting on each other. I don't know. Uh, All right. What did you uh, uh, <laughs> What did you do this week that you're not feeling good about?
1: Well, yeah. That's the funny thing. I I'm breaking my rule. I'm going to go into my breaking the rule thing. So I have I took a hit last week, which I really didn't want to do because I was preaching not doing that this year, and I already broke it. Um, but the problem was, I don't think I wanted to wildcard that soon and I, most of my team I'm really happy with so I was glad KDB got an assist today got a return was hoping he almost banged a goal too, which would have been real nice um, so I will put that under like a half mistake and then really the disappointing thing for me is I just can't get my captain down this year. Um, We kind of got in an argument with the guys about it. Like they feel good when they captain someone who just gets a return. So they were happy to captain Sterling this week, where I was disappointed that I didn't captain Salah, who or Salah, who got me, you know, would have gotten me a much better return. And that's been three weeks in a row now, you know, game week one, it would have been Sterling. Uh, would have gotten me more returns and then game week two solid didn't return anything and then game week three you know would have been better to go back on Salah. so i'm having a hard time determining that and i feel like that's been my biggest mistake
0: i don't think there's any question that i mean I, I don't really get the argument from anyone else there if you didn't hit if you had the player that got the most points in that game week and you didn't captain him it's it, You messed up You well, didn't quite hit it well, Right One of the guys Was just being
1: Like sarcastic As usual And it's like Well you should have Been upset You didn't Captain Lundst- Lundstrom You know Or Lundstram Or whatever you, right. The fuck his name is But that's a little Bit extreme to me Like yeah Obviously if a defender Gets a return In a clean sheet You're not usually Like preparing right. for that That's a very risky captain
0: But if you're picking Between Sterling Salo Or Obama, like Kane, Kane yeah. Right like the big yeah. Heavy hitters The big guys And you have Most of us all have At least two of them On our team mm-hmm. And you pick the one you know, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong; it's awesome that Sterling returned and you hit the captain, right? But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's a huge yeah, it's a huge difference. It in makes points. a huge, huge
1: difference in your game week overall. I, like, I think if I would have gotten just like two of those, I would be up like in the top twenty five k, probably right. easy, easy.
0: It's a hard pick, though. I mean, Sterling. I know it's away, right? Mm-hmm. Sterling away. Mm-hmm. So, in your defense, I thought the exact same process. So maybe that's a Marco's mistake too. But, um. I guess we could have made the argument, though, right, that we've talked about this in the in the past, that, that home fixtures for attacking players are really – we should almost always captain at mm-hmm. home. And I know that maybe the fixture matchup is a little bit better when you're thinking about that. But the fact that he's home is a huge difference, and we probably should have been doing that. Yeah, it's tricky. And he also scored a, a penalty kick, which
1: – I and maybe our listeners can. We were talking about this, isn't it usually Milner? Is it just because Milner's not playing as much this year that now Salah's on probably penalties? That's, yeah, that's probably. a big thing, too. Yeah, uh, it sucks for everyone who got rid of Salah last week.
0: Yeah, I do think that Mane, when we'll talk about this later, is probably going to be okay, like in terms mm-hmm. of points with him. And if you spend that one mil elsewhere, you're probably just fine. But, mm-hmm. anyways, okay uh let's take a short break when we come back uh we have a lot of questions actually i think we had the most questions jake we've ever had for a write-in um for our podcast which is pretty crazy so we'll um we'll try to get through as many of them as we can uh we we will not be able to do all of them because it's just too much time um so stay tuned Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our new Patreon members. I can't remember if I shouted her out last week or not, but Emma joined, uh, and we're really appreciative. Uh, you can join our Patreon and get into our Slack team, uh, be in the PSL Super League, uh, and then if you join the top tier, the PSL tier, you get um, you get to, to do a little segment on our pod. So we started off as only a Jake disc, but some people asked for some other things, and I said, okay, that sounds great. So... Uh, in fact, Bobby's cashing his, his in. He's cashing nice. his in. Uh, it was Bobby's uh, Bobby Love, who's my most hated person that supports our podcast. Wow. I, I don't, I mean, it's like you at the top is hate number one, but Bobby's like starting to edge you almost.
1: That's good for me, but
0: I also like don't understand the hatred for either of us. I okay. feel like we're
1: both nice guys. Well, here's
0: what the uh, thing that I hate is okay. what I'm about to do. Okay. okay, I have to do this right now. So Bobby's uh, thing that he asked—it was his birthday, I believe, last weekend. I think on Sunday or Monday, and uh, and so he sent me a video of Marilyn Monroe singing "Happy Birthday" to the president. I don't know which president it was. I, I watched two seconds of the video and was like, "Damn it, this sucks." Uh, and so he wants me to sing like her. If you haven't seen the video, you should look it up. She's um, you know, she she sings hypersexually um, and kind of sultry. So I'm going to give it my best go. I'm excited. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Jake, get your hand off my leg. Happy birthday, Bobby Love. (sighs) Happy birthday to you. Woo!
1: Yeah, go Bobby.
0: No, don't give him a woo for that.
1: It's his birthday.
0: Screw you, Bobby. Uh, if you want to be part of the Patreon, uh, you can get in touch with us or you can go to our Patreon. Check it out on our, our Twitter uh, or on our website. Um we got we had a write in asking which of our new Ferraris is our favorite from all the Patreon money we've been making. I'd say the first one. Your first is always your favorite, you know. You yeah. never you always got a place in your heart for your first Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. The F F one. Yeah. Yeah. One of my faves. Okay, Jake. Let's get into uh, game week four now. So it's funny, isn't it? It's like the week, the year seems to be going kind of fast. Like we're already a few game weeks in. It's it's rolling. So uh, we've got a ton of questions um, about. I don't know. We've already talked a little bit about wildcarding, but a lot of questions about kind of specific players and how we want to handle them. So let's start from the top. DC wrote in, tell me where's the delete button? Wildcard team scored a massive 21 points without with, uh, with Salah out for Mane. Uh, and then, you know, we have a bunch of questions about that. So uh, Kane wrote in, have played wildcard with unexpected results so far. Swap Mane for Salah. Is it worth swapping back? Thinking of holding on and doing nothing until break. Mark asked, can you answer this definitively and once and for all? Is Salah better than Mane? He asked the opposite question last week. Uh, Neelik wrote in and said, would it make sense to do Salah to Mane just to save the million? Uh, and if we are not going to captain Mane, why not do Sala to Firmino? to save more money instead. So there's a lot there. I thought we'd kind of bunch them all together and just talk about that Sala versus Mane thing. Jake, do you have like kind of some stats for us or can you pull some stats up for us that we could look a little bit at? Like what is the XG, XA for Sala versus Mane looking like? I mean, just in terms of like eye test and watching them play, they're both getting into very similar spots on the pitch. Now you alluded to this kind of idea of Sala, being on the penalties and that's a big thing that we weren't quite sure about I mean some maybe Liverpool fans would have been like oh of course it's Salah but I don't know that I was convinced of that Mm -hmm. um but we talked last week that we think that Mane probably will be pretty close in points I think it'll be similar to last year where Mane will finish behind Salah but he's also cheaper Mm -hmm. um this year by only a million which makes it a little more challenging but how do they look when we kind of start to line the two of them up head-to-head head from a statistics yeah. perspective.
1: I think one of the big things to remember... Well, first, I would say do not keep switching back and forth. That That's just a dangerous road to go down. And, again, that's your lateral moves. We always talk about don't make lateral changes. Um, It burns you. You're chasing points. You're not making big switches with your team. And it just always tends to happen that way where, like, you do that lateral switch and the guy you get rid of scores. I mean, I, I did that with more to, to Martial. And luckily... Martial got me a goal as well that week, I'm pretty sure, so it, it tended to work out, but that's something I always warn people about. Another interesting thing I read was that last week when Mo was definitely outplayed by Mane, no questions asked, Trent did not complete a single pass to Mo, which is very interesting to me. I think Trent is a, Trent and Rabo are both very important, and it just seemed that on the eye test, who did who did Poole play? Oh, so Southampton! Like Southampton was just weaker on the right side, mm-hmm. um, and they just kept going down the left wing that entire game. And yeah, of course, Moni's more likely to score. He cut cut in, had a really nice shot. He he probably could have played Salah more, but didn't need to. And he's as we know. The other thing I wanted to talk about and see if you agree or disagree, but Mo tends to get a lot of his goals by breaking through, doing one twos, um, getting, getting in one on one with the keeper and slotting him, slotting shots in, which is how he scored again this week. Mane tends to take more aggressive shots from outside the box or near the edge of the box, which is a less XG, but, Last year, he had a really good goal conversion, right? And he also gets on. He had the most headed goals, I think, among midfielders. Yeah. They're completely different players. And I think that's what you tend to not know is how is Liverpool strategy going to be for the game? It's I, I don't even know if like a Liverpool fan can tell you. It just
0: depends what Klopp talks about before the game. If you were just going to say like which one's better to answer Mark's question, yeah. not from like an FPL perspective, just who's better. Who would you pick? I think I'd go Salah. I'd go Salah as well,
1: but that's just the kind of player I like watching more. I mean, I'm always impressed by guys like Coutinho and Mane who can shoot the ball from distance and curl it in the back post, but I also think that's riskier for FPL, and that's why Mane's first real successful season was last year. If you want to tell me, like, if you told me every year, if you just have to pick one guy for the whole year between those two, it's always going to be Salah for me. Um, Because again, like, those shots take a lot of skill and effort and there's just games where you're off by a foot and you're not going to get it where like Salah's shots are like right next to goal he has a much higher xg of 2.5 where Mane's xg is 0.5 right now I know he played he didn't play much the first game but that's a big difference for me
0: the xg per 90 is interesting too with Salah at 0.85 and Mane at 0.28 so you know, I think part of that too is when you look at the shots per 90, Salah's at 3.45 and Mani's only at 2.47. Uh, so, you know, Salah getting an extra shot per game is helping contribute to that additional, additional expected goals per 90 as well. So, um, okay. I think that we kind of hit on a lot of that stuff. I mean, would you would you bring Firmino in to see a player you consider to get a? Oh Liverpool? yeah, we didn't talk about. That. I mean, I'm just going to say I wouldn't do it in terms of team structure because you, it's it's expensive to have him from a right because yeah. there's other strikers that are doing the same at lower prices. Yeah, um, you know, and and I'd say probably no. So, uh, Mark also wrote in um, our midfielders who cost six to seven better value than defenders who cost six to seven should we be starting to look at like a three five two and he makes a good point because there are a number of a number of midfielders in that kind of six to seven range that i guess you'd be kind of taking like a risk on some of them right but um, maybe who are we thinking about maybe mount um who else is in that six to seven range yeah
1: i have mounts definitely won lamella recently but i think those guys are always you know, risky to me. Um, I, I mean, like, guys like Mount, that's different. He's playing on a top six side. He's really played a lot of minutes for Chelsea. I know he might have picked up a knock this week, but it didn't look too serious. He's kind of at a different level. Like him and Matto are at a different level. But they don't return every week. Um would I want Mount on my team if I could figure it out? Definitely. Uh right now I'm going a little bit pricier in the midfield because they just tend to get those guys tend to get more consistent returns, but I don't think it's wrong. I think guys like Lanzini, uh, you know, Redmond, they're very fixture dependent, and I don't think they're wrong, but I don't think you want four of those guys in your midfield. Maybe two at most.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm still not favoring the three, five, two, um, you know, if 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 anything, I'm probably going like a 4-5-1 just in terms of the way my 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 budget kind of works this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it kind of segues well into a good question that Will Bill wrote in and he said, is it time to abandon the double pool defense? Uh, FPL Drunk wrote in another week and another Liverpool clean sheet bust. The fuck do we do now? I'm stuck on Robbo and VVD, getting more tempted to bin one of them every passing week. Jake, do you have any interest? I mean, that's what I have. I have Rabo VVD. You have TAA VVD. You have any interest in in binning them? Getting them in the bin? I I think about it. You want to bin it?
1: I want to bin it. Bin Um,
0: them. I think
1: you help me by talking me out of this every week. The one thing I will say that's a a little bit scary is I was looking at uh, goals against per team. Again, Understat does a nice job of that, and that's helpful. Uh, Liverpool's uh, goals against average is pretty high uh they're like in the bottom half of the table which is the concerning stat for me goals against or expected goals? expected against. goals against okay. sorry excuse me um okay. i think they're i i will ha- I have i don't know i'll have to figure it out again i'm i'm stuck in you know the middle of wisconsin where i don't have internet no i'm kidding um i don't think so i'm still gonna give them a chance. The one thing that helps me out is Trent has been getting so many assists. Right, so I feel like right. I'm not getting burned as much because it's basically like he's getting a clean every time he gets an assist. I think Robbo's assists will come. VVD has already scored a goal. He's really important on their set pieces. Again, this is where I would practice patience still. Their fixtures are great. I mean, I think they have what Burnley next week. No, I'm not getting rid of them
0: against Burnley. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to do that. Um Okay. I agree 100%. I, I'm holding my Liverpool defenders uh, even though they haven't returned thus far. I mean, I still think they're probably good for like 15 clean sheets on the year. They'll get it together at some point. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of Liverpool this year to say, oh, this is what's wrong or they need to make some changes. I'm also not qualified as a coach to make those calls either, right? That's why That's why I don't get to coach them. Uh, but I do think that they're going to get themselves organized at some point. So um so a bunch of questions about Pukaki and having a little Pukaki party. Um, let's see. So a bunch of people wrote in. So Lewis wrote in, is it time I surrender and just pay the likely seven mil for Puki? Mark, how many goals will Puki score in total this season? Garf, I'm at the point uh, not owning Puki that I'm thinking, fuck it, I'll find someone else. What's your take on him? Man, it's a good question because Jake and I both coming into this week, thought and said let's not chase those points we'll be just fine without him and then he goes and gets a double return on a norwich side that honestly like they looked decent they were attacking at least they weren't afraid to like go play forward against chelsea they definitely didn't sit back uh what are your what are your thoughts jake on pukaki and the act of pukaki
1: so my thoughts on Pukaki are It's great. I've I have already brought him in this week and took another hit to do it, which Whoa. I I know, I know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um it hurts my soul. Just the eye test is phenomenal. He he scores goals, he takes shots, he's involved in the play, um, passes, everything. He's probably gonna be on PKs. Um I I think. I want him in my team. I I, I guess... You like, want him in your life? It depends. You want Pukaki in your life? I want I want Pukaki in my life. Will you do week. whatever it takes? Do whatever it takes. I did just do whatever it takes. <laughs> I, I just don't think there's a lot of other... That, okay, <laughs> I will say this. His XG is low, uh, lower than his five goals. So he has uh, XG of 1.75 currently, and he has five goals. He will come back down to earth uh, eventually. That is something that everyone should be expecting with him. But I do think he'll end up the season with like 15 to 18 goals and a few assists. And that's what you want in that. Pr- Even at 7 mil, that's still that's worth great. it. Yeah. I think Haller is a good second option if he can stay healthy for West Ham. They have a great run of fixtures. He scored two goals this week. He's a similar price if you want to do a little bit of a differential. And then, of course, Barnes, which you still... I'm waiting for you to just kill me in my sleep.
0: About, um, no, I'm gonna pukaki you in your sleep.
1: Yeah, he's okay. he's a good, a good forward to have until proven otherwise. Yeah, all these guys aren't gonna be winning the golden boot. Um, but they're good forwards at that price range. And again, that's why we're preaching the non premium forward. I know Kuhn's making us look a little bit silly, but. Right now, as we speak with the, the 1-0 draw or the 1-0 loss for Spurs, at Kane and Pierre are not going to ever be in my team this year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can say that for Kuhn yeah. The well. issue
0: is by the end, so we have 15 minutes in this match, mm-hmm. Harry Kane will finish on a hat trick here <laughs> because a ball will bounce off eight different players and end up at his feet, mm-hmm. and he'll just have tap-ins and then be like, oh, Mary Kane talk like mm-hmm. this, and everyone will be happy. So, uh, Okay. Let's keep moving because we have a, a bunch more questions to get through. Uh, Marvin Essen, Lanzini or Mount? Uh, I'm going Mount.
1: Yeah, just thinking about it, Mount. Uh, better team. But I, I think, again, those are two guys. You Here can, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's a penalty. That's going to be a pen. Why Give a yellow. Oh, my goodness. We just saw Harry Kane threw the goal and he just fell over. It's just a dive. Yeah. Put him in the book. Yeah, that was great. Um. Anyways, I, I think either are good options. I think Mount's more likely to score goals and he's on uh free kicks. Does Lanzini take free kicks for West Ham? Yeah, he takes some, yeah. All right. Yeah, I I like Mount more though.
0: Yeah, That's, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing, Lampard. And he's cheap, cheaper, too. Yeah, Lampard loves him so much uh, <laughs> that I think you just want him in the team. He's He won't get rotated because at this point, Lampard like feels as though he has to to ensure that Mount is the best player of all time. I just imagine that he
1: him and Mount go out for beers after the game. I don't like think, the, is
0: Mount even old enough to have a beer? He's like 20. England, how old do you have to be in England? Like have 14? A beer. Six. I don't know. Uh, you haven't had your 18th point by now, <laughs> little boy. All right. Well, that's good. Thomas with the potential Liverpool blank and double game. week in December. Is it worth holding off the wild card until as late as possible in order to navigate those game weeks? I think we spoke about that a little bit more at the top of the pod. So uh, obviously if, if you can, you hold, but we don't want to allow things to get so deep that we can't do it. Um, let's continue then. Um, Neil, uh, further question. My fellow can uh, follow up to my Canucks question. Uh, totally go 4.5 backslash five max on defender and load up on premium mids. Okay. So should we go down to like super low defender options and then load up on premium mids and forwards? I think we kind of spoke on that already as well. I mean, do you have any, like, like if you were going to card right now, would mm. you, how many like four to five mil defenders do you think you'd have in your team?
1: two at most yeah. i still want three premiums i yeah. mean like trent would for sure still be in my team they haven't kept a clean sheet and he's he's what for defenders for points he's got to be in the in the top getters um so he yeah like oh maybe not oh geez
0: oh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: he's at 11 he's at 11 right now that's 10 behind eric peters for for burnley <laughs> um yeah, I guess proves me wrong. I just think the clean sheets will come, so I, I would at least have three premiums, and then maybe two. Where right now I have kind of four premiums. I think that's going to change though. And the question is, like, who do you go with? They're yeah. gonna they're gonna even out eventually. I feel like defenders, it's always consistent, but in the beginning, you you know, last last year it was like Holobos, right? Right. He started out phenomenally, and then so many brought brought him in, and he ended the season on like a hundred points. Like, you don't want to want to do that to yourself, especially
0: if you're wild carding. Yeah. So you like the premiums? Mario wrote in. He said, "Here's a question: Fuck premium defenders. Fuck them up their stupid asses." It's an interesting, interesting it's a great take. Question. It's a good question. Yeah. It is. It's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I, I think that in terms of my team structure. That, oh, yes, Lucas Mora, yes. Oh, yes. He just skies it over from eight out with an open net. Literally could have saved my game week. I could have had a, I could have been walking on a nice game week here. And Lucas Mora is like, no, I don't think you are anymore. Let me just sky that over for you. What kind of technique is that? Let me just open my hips and sky that into the eighth level of the stands. Yeah, lean back. Oh, my it's God. Worst. It's so bad. Anyways. It's <laughs> um, getting worse and worse. Pot yeah, goes on. it's not good. Things are degrading. You
1: know, an interesting thing, though, that I have thought of if, oh my gosh, what about like double Burnley defense?
0: Well, with Pope, right? And then someone like Peters, mm-hmm. uh, there was, though, some talk about Peters possibly like not starting Mm -hmm. someone was uh, talking about that I don't know enough about like the Burnley team makeup to say what the deal with that is Mm -hmm. I would love if somebody knows if they could write in like DM me or write that in because he was actually a player I was thinking that's an easy move for me I could do like a Zuma down to a Peters because Zuma's been so incredibly terrible Mm -hmm. um and bring him in And, and the Burnley defensive unit I think without Europe this year. They're going to be back to like the year before that, you know, I think they had 12 or something or 14 clean sheets the year before it was pretty incredible. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, we've just got a few questions left here. Gabrielle wrote in is Cantwell's production sustainable. If so, does that make him an, uh, an every week FPL starter? Paul says Cantwell looks very good. Eyes on not looked at stats at all, but he has a nice swagger about him. Likes to turn him behind one, two, and then get, get in Steven Cantwell or donker. Ignorant player wrote in. Do we need a fourth and fifth mid? Maybe Cantwell is enabling that fourth spot, but can't seem to get a fifth. Jacob, please share your wisdom. That's stupid. Nice. Um, What do you think, Jake, about Cantwell? Do we have any interesting stats on him as a player? I mean, obviously, we watched him play in the match yesterday. I mean, he does look when you watch him play. He looks like a good player. He, mm-hmm. he plays forward often. He gets forward often. He's trying to be dangerous. He gets in the box really well, like on, when guys get towards the end line or into the flanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the question becomes, you know, is, is he a viable week in and week out? fpl starter for you Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know what do we what do the stats say so
1: cantwell is an interesting player no one really knew about him because it was supposed to be i think uh hernandez on that side and then there was a freak injury i kind of forgot what happened yeah um and he's going to be out for some some time uh so cantwell filled in and has done phenomenal and i think he's really got deserved and now earned that spot game week in and out so then the question becomes do you Do you want a four point five attacking midfielder on a team that's coached by an assassin? And I say yes. (laughs) Uh Farker or whatever. He he's come out and he said he's I'm I'm gonna be an aggressive team. I don't care if we get scored on, I'm gonna try to score goals and his uh xg currently in two two games uh or no sorry he's played all three games um 1.3 for xg and uh almost one for assists and he's got one goal and two assists so uh, good yeah yeah his he's straight in my team uh this is that's how i made my double switch so i dropped robinson for sheffield
0: down to him spoiler alert so i'm a little spoiler bit alert.
1: biased but i i like him
0: yeah i think he's a good player i, I like the way he looks i you know Norwich have been a team that, that look to be... are going to try to play positive. Like They look to try to they, play positive. They, yeah, yeah,
1: they've played two top six sides already and they have three goals in those games. Right. So <laughs> Sign I, me up.
0: I feel like it's a decent move. Um, I don't know that he's a and week out starter for me, but he probably could enable some movement elsewhere mm-hmm. and he'd be kind of an interesting player. So um, I don't have the time to do it at the moment, but he's a player kind of on my watch list to kind of see if, if I could possibly slide him in at some point. So uh nick Roden, um i think it's nick Triggerlips, who's kind of a, a famous little fpler out there and uh, has had an absurd number of like top 10k and top thousand yeah, finishes I, f- I think
1: i'm following him finally it's yeah, yeah he's you a good guy probably
0: manage people that yeah probably follow people that know about the game yeah since i don't yeah uh he also has a little um uh, a podcast i think as well mm-hmm. um i think they're a little bit shorter episodes, which a lot of people like, you know, like, yeah. so um, check them out if you like. Anyways, Nick wrote in, um, even if Kane performs well, is there any justification in keeping him with the cheaper strikers doing a similar job or will they be unable to keep it up? Uh, I'll just take my thoughts on that. I mean, Kane's going to outscore them by the end of the year. But I think that there's just a lot more value in those cheaper strikers, especially when we have the likes of Sterling and Salah performing week in and week out and putting goals up. So you still have those captain options through the midfield. Um, I, I don't know that I will ever be able to justify getting Kane into my team with the way some of these lower price forwards are performing.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And it's not even that because it's like well, you can use that money elsewhere and maybe not in the premium defenders right now. But for me – Having Kane would make it very challenging to have uh, De Bruyne. And I've already said, I, you know, I brought him in last week. Uh, he's in my team for the rest of the year. Done. Like, you know, got an assist this week. They didn't. They haven't even gotten a clean sheet, have they? Or did they? Did they the fir- I can't remember. Uh, maybe they cleaned the first week. But KDB is a bonus point getter. Yeah. And he gets a ton of assists. He gets a random goal here and there. He could have had one today. I'd rather pay 9.5 for that than I would for, for Kane. Um, and and just save my money elsewhere. That one point five mil.
0: So yeah, I think so too. Uh, and then Sports Bits wrote in. Either of you guys looking at uh holler, yeah,
1: holler? Well, we, talk, we talked about it. Yeah, He's, holler. I haven't watched West Ham. That's a hard one for me to say on the eye test, but. You know, and and the other guy that we—I don't know if we had any questions about this. Maybe they guys haven't had time to write it in. But um,
0: if Tammy starts every week for Chelsea, he's Tammy another. Tammy Abraham had know, seven sons. Yeah, he, and seven sons had Tammy Abraham. I don't know the rest of the song, but I had to sing it when I was a kid. Yeah,
1: Tammy and Holler are definitely should be on our watch list. I feel.
0: Yeah, wham bam! Thank you, Tam. That's what I say. Uh, let's get into captains then for this next week, Jake. Um, I mean, I think that it's probably just going to be the normal, the normal folks. You've got Sala away to Burnley. You've got Sterling at home to Brighton. Um, I'm thinking that that's probably the best captain option there. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's, it's Arsenal versus Spurs um stay away yes yeah, no away. actually they
1: tend to get a lot of goals that, that's kind of an
0: interesting um southampton um home against united i don't know if there's anyone on united you'd possibly want to captain i mean i really just think it's sterling like that's probably the best pick or sala what an interesting thought if you have pukki at it's a way
1: which makes it
0: that's worse. the issue that's the issue we okay. just talked about that we, we got we it. gotta pick home we gotta
1: pick home captains. I know West Ham have just been atrocious defensively uh they typically are atrocious so it's just another thing to consider but again I like captaining my midfielders
0: yeah um I'm gonna go with Sterling. so uh our plans for this week uh Marvin just asked like is it wild card time for you because he knows that I'm not doing the greatest uh, I don't think so yet I think I need another week or two uh, my team wasn't like atrocious this week. I definitely was not good. Um, I kind of looked at my team the other day and and thought, you know, how many changes would I make right now? I was at about four. Normally, my threshold is about five players. Like if I need to move five out, then that's wild card worthy. Um, when I sit down this week and look at it, I I may reevaluate. But I, I'd like to get through game week four or get yeah through game week four and then the international break comes and be able to kind of like i think there's a week off then so then we'd have we'd have two weeks um to kind of think about the team and catch some price rises and things like that so that's kind of what i'm leaning more towards. If, if i have another kind of mundane week then i would consider then i would consider that mm-hmm. yeah. um what are you already made your transfer yeah i so. talked about it through the pop i'll just remind the listeners
1: uh robinson for sheffield down to cantwell um jota who i brought in for one week he's probably not going to do anything and i didn't really want him um but i didn't know what else to go with this week i thought maybe he would score against pope it was kind of a weird play by me um but but i've moved him up to pookie so that's that's where i'm at my team's great i i like it a lot stone's Injury is kind of frustrating. I don't know when he's going to be back, if he's going to play, if he is healthy, if he's going to go to the bench now. Hoping he just replaces Adamendi and he feels better, but that's the one player I, I kind of need to figure out. Otherwise, I'm, I think I'm
0: good for a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we can kind of wrap some things up. We have a few questions, rando questions, but uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online uh, DiveFPL.com or on Facebook. Uh, You can download our pod, basically wherever podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, um, and everywhere else. Um, Emma wrote in: can Jake do an impression of Marco? I do a lot of impressions of you. Mm -hmm. Can you do an impression of me? Yeah, I can try. All right, do it. Jake, you're an idiot. (laughs) It's pretty good, actually. Well, the first thing good you've ever done in your life. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think... (laughs) Let's just roll with that. Let's be done with that question. Uh, Wilson wrote in uh, another Patreon member. Shout out. uh, Who has the more luscious hair, David Silva or Giroud? Oh, Giroud for me. The answer is neither. Marcus Marcus <laughs> Alonso <laughs> doesn't even uh, play, but that's the answer.
1: Uh,
0: um, but yeah, Giroud. Otherwise, he is a Frenchman with the yeah. perfect. Hair. Did you see
1: him on the bench yesterday, like just stroking his hair as he as Tammy Abraham scored that second goal, and he's like, "Well, now I'm never playing again." Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. it.
0: <laughs> I'm done. Uh, Will Bill, do you guys support a Premier League team? Mm. Do you-
1: New listener, maybe.
0: No, Will Bill's been around, but maybe we haven't talked about it for a while. Yeah, you're an, yeah. you're an Arsenal supporter, yeah. Unfortunately, so you're sad all the time. Self-deprecating, yep. Uh, and I, the reality of it is, I'm a whatever my FPL team is supporter. Um, I used to support Spurs for, and then I just can't watch them play anymore. I, it's a little weird because we didn't grow up with the Premier League game, mm-hmm. and so it's like you kind of jumped in you know, and, and gravitated more towards players than I did, like teams, you know, because we didn't have that allegiance. Like, I really liked to watch Liverpool when I was younger and we were first getting the Prem because I liked to watch Fernando Torres play, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I really liked Luis Suarez, but I never really had an allegiance to a club and I I liked Spurs for a while, um, but but it's, it's... I know that sounds so wish washy I just I I can hardly watch them play. Like we're watching the match now, and it's just sad. Like yeah. it's just sad.
1: Well, and it wouldn't be a lie if I didn't say the reason I like Arsenal is playing with them for FIFA with Bergkamp and, and Elka. They were just God. really good, and watching them play a little bit too
0: was fun with Henri. Yeah. Henry. yeah. Uh, Steven asked, "Did the beer arrive?" He sent us. He sent us some beer. It's coming tomorrow. Damn it! Thank God you're not going to get any. <laughs> Well I drank all your beer anyway. You so. did actually. Okay. Uh let's get out of here, Jake. Good luck to everybody uh with Game Week Four. Um for those that are involved in the Slack channel, make sure to to get onto the Slack team page um so that we can get our voting in. Um and, and Gaz will kinda help orchestrate a lot of that for us once again. Uh and if anyone has other questions as the game week goes on, get in touch on Twitter. Uh Jake. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake, and remember,
1: you should dive.